Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yet the CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL. When you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming at you live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. I don't even want to tell you what the temperature is here, but I'm going to, I'm going to, our American viewers and friends, and I see them checking in, Ryan O'Radio from WQEE Rock, Metro Atlanta, uh, the snowman down in Indiana. It's minus 27, okay, with the wind chill here, Celsius, that's minus four Fahrenheit. I looked it up for our American friends. So no matter what's going on down there, be grateful that you're at least warm. Let's bring in uh, from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> Darren Moose Dupont. I just got a draft. I don't know where that came from, Moose, but are you ready to heat it up with some tremendous sports talk over the next two hours? I assume you are. Yeah, let's do it because uh, I don't like that cold in minus 27. Far too early for that. Yeah, buddy. Look, I've got a lot to get to. Uh, our guests, one of them has already arrived. Fro- former pro football player, NCAA football player, turned professional rodeo cowboy. Bryn Roy is here. Check them out already. And Moose, you will know. He, I sent him over to the Blaze Bar. I said they got coffee on over there. If you want to have breakfast, giddy up. So he's here and he's ready to go. And then uh, Peter Lombardi is of the Calgary Flames broadcast crew is going to be with us. Later on in hour two. So, can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And let's get down to it. By the way, Moose has got wired headphones today, and it sounds amazing. So, thank you for looking after that. <laughs> it's what we call the NHL morning skate. There weren't a lot of games on Monday, and I like that because we can just sink our teeth into deeper analysis of the game. So, Alex Ovechkin scored for a third consecutive game of Jenny Kuznetsov had two goals and two assists and the Washington Capitals beat the Edmonton Oilers 5-4 to snap a four-game losing streak for the Oilers. It was their third loss in a row. And I'm just going to move through these three games and then we'll come back to whatever the viewers want to talk about and us. Everybody, obviously, where I am is talking about what happened at Long Island. Noah Dobson scored a power play goal 4-0-2 into overtime. What a rocket, by the way. And the New York Islanders won for the sixth time in seven games, beating the Flames 4-3. Sebastian Ajo, Anders Lee, and Kyle Palmieri also scored as New York came back from a 3-1 deficit in the third. And 
Matthew Barzal had three helpers. Ilya Sorokin made 43 saves. And uh, in Boston, Patrice Bergeron scored a power play goal with 7.15 to go, and the Bruins handed St. Louis their seventh straight loss, 3-1. And the Bruins, did you see the unis they were wearing? I liked them. They were white with a teddy bear on the front, and Brad Marchand had the line of the night. He's like, hey, <laughs> this looks great on our guys. We got, we got a bunch of twos on this team, and they're looking like tens tonight. So... I don't know where you want to start. Um, they're they're raging here in Calgary because the Flames have lost five in a row, and I get it. And I did my best to quell the Flames nation and just say, hey, they're a good team. I saw Neon Leon speaking on behalf of the Oilers after that loss. They're third straight, and Leon's like, it's getting tiring having to play from behind. These are both good teams. The Flames have been getting up in games and blowing leads. It's all mental. And I had some Flames fans writing me last night saying, what's wrong with this team? And initially I said they're still getting to know each other. And while I think that's true 11 games into the season, if that's what it is, 5-4-2, and two, that doesn't speak for the brain cramps and the brain farts. And the officiating wasn't great, but Rasmus Anderson, you can't cross-check a guy into the net. In overtime, like and in Daryl, I listened to his post game show live on uh, Fan Nine Sixty Radio, and he was very reasoned, very calm. He goes, "The refs, you know, made the right call in overtime." And Rasmus, you can't do what he did. So it's early, it's early, it's early. But I don't blame the fans for being upset. That's today's fan more than any time in history. Darren, they're emotional. They're spending lots of money now on dough to watch these teams and they get mad when they pee games away. So it's hard to tell them to be patient, but I'm not panicking. That's my long way to getting to the point of my story here and analysis today. You? Yeah, no, you're right. And I also heard, you know, Daryl talk about the lack of, you know, really having some young guys on that group to push some of the veterans. You know, you've got a group of veterans together that are trying to get to know each other, but they're not worried about their spot in the lineup. They're not worried about, you know, being up in the press box one night because there's not somebody nipping at their heels. So he said it's going to take some time to get a little bit more out of these guys and get a little bit of that drive going. But I wouldn't panic if I'm in Edmonton or in Calgary either. They're going to. <laughs> That's just yeah. fans. Oh, yeah. They're going to panic. Uh, I'm just saying I'm not. Moose isn't. But if, if you want to, you go ahead. By the way, I, I invite all the comments from the fans and the viewers of the Orders, the Flames, the Bruins, if you will, the Blues. But Darren and I got a lot to get to here. In the warm-up, the viewer time is more so in hour two. Um, point two is NHL notes and the poll question, and I want to get to that. Our poll question today is a carryover from Monday. It's for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. they got dealerships all across the Canadian prairies. Should NHL stars be expected to fight? And I'm not surprised that between 60 and 90% agree with me saying, no, they should not, depending on whether it's YouTube or Twitter they're voting on, but that's because I'm always right. No, they shouldn't be expected to fight. Now, Darren, this, we're in a weird time in society. I got a guy from Toronto. His name's Chris Bird, a regular viewer. He's writing me going, Rod, sometimes you got to fight to be a man. I said, that Kenny Rogers song's 50 years old, bub. We're in a different time now. You shouldn't have to necessarily fight. And by the way, why am I in an argument with a pro fighting crowd? Usually I'm on that side. I'm just saying, if you're a superstar, you shouldn't be expected to fight. And if they're going to run around and cheap shot people, then they should get the snot kicked out of them. I'm not denying that. But to say Austin Matthews and anybody that cheap shots people need to answer the bell, 
No, they don't. So that's kind of what I was getting at. I, and I think for once people are agreeing. Yeah. And you know what that's called? That's called evolving opinions because of an evolving world and a worldview that evolves, you know, changing from that pro-fight crowd to, in some situations, the anti-fight crowd and vice versa. But uh, yeah, slowly that's going out of the game. And and I know, you know, back in previous eras, we had more stars fighting and Flames fans will remember Jerome McGinley, Vincent LeCavalier fighting. It's just not the world we live in. We're not going to see Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews drop the mitts against each other. I just don't think we ever will. Well, that's not, that's, as Chris Jones would say, don't get it twisted. I'm, I don't want fighting out of the game. I want it in the game. I want to see more fighting than we have now. I'm saying the stars shouldn't be fighting. So you didn't take an off ramp to crazy town on me, did you? No, but it's just evolving what we're doing now, right? The stars aren't fighting. Okay, let, let the fighters fight. Let the scorers score. Hello! Is this thing on? Uh, hey, Kinsman, tell America is back, baby. The online 50-50 raffle is live now. We're excited to announce that it's back for Telemiracle 47. The raffle is starting with a guaranteed jackpot at $100,000, with the winner taking home half, of course. You can go to Telemiracle5050.com right now to buy tickets. They can be purchased by anyone over the age of 19 that is physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. Please do not forget, we are on the air every day on Telus, sorry, Sastel Max Television through Game Plus TV all across Saskatchewan. Thousands upon thousands of viewers in Saskatchewan, and they're our number one audience with our podcast downloads and so forth. So go to telemiracle5050.com and purchase your 50-50 tickets, please, and help out Kinsman Telemiracle. Our first two 50-50 raffles sold over a million dollars. So, yeah, we know we know what it's all about. And they're back, and it's been very successful. Point three, Kenyon Drake rushed for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Justin Houston had an interception to go with his third straight multiple sack game. And the Baltimore Ravens beat the New Orleans Saints 27-13 on Monday Night Football. Moose, I made a, a rule of myself, and that is to not tweet during games. And it served me very well because in the opening series, I'm like, Andy Dalton was looking like Dan Marino. Flick of the wrist, he's throwing a 40 yards. He's looking good. But he ended up being Andy Dalton. And the Saints ended up being the Saints. And I'm not going to spend any more time on Monday Night Football because I want to get to the fourth point. It was kind of a boring game, and I was more than happy to switch off that back to the Flames and Oilers because it was more interesting. Who doesn't want to watch the fire on the freeway? Uh, but point four, I get, an, I get an email in my inbox today from USA Today which is typically becoming very left-wing leaning. And I don't like that. But the, but the headline said, hiring of Jeff Saturday by Indianapolis Colts slap in the face to black coaches. I'm like, well, why would I even read the article? It's very clear what you're saying. And I see Bryn Roy's down here. He's played pro football with the uh, Montreal Saskatchewan. But he just perked up when we, <laughs> I started talking about this. Listen, it's not a, just a slap in the face to black coaches. It's a slap in the face to all coaches. That Jeff Saturday has never coached a down. And they pull him off the ESPN set and slap him on the sidelines to coach the Colts this week. It's laughable. But that's the time that we live in now. And one day when I'm dead and gone, I'm not sure how long after I'm dead people will realize that I was a genius. You, you get it. That's why we do this show, Darren. But 
It's the owners are making these decisions. This has to be Jim Ursay. And it it's like it's like Steve Nash getting hired to coach the Brooklyn Nets. Who thought that was gonna work out? What did Stephen A. Smith say? This is a slap of the face to black coaches. And that may be the case. And unfortunately, Steve Nash ended up being fired. But all these coaches, like Henry Burst didn't spend a lot of days coaching either, but he did work his way up. Jeff Saturday's never coached it down. And that's not to say that he's not going to be great. Martin St. Louis is doing tremendous things with the Montreal Canadiens. I think you would agree. But to turn this into race, and you have to understand America is all about race. That part I get. But I don't think this needs to be about race. Do you? No, because it will be in the off season. You know, I mentioned, you know, to you in our pre-show meeting that, you know, the Rooney rule doesn't apply to interim coaches. You got to make decisions fast. You don't have a lot of time to do a whole lot of due diligence. Obviously, you still need to do some, but it doesn't apply. So in the off season, if they want to remove the interim tag, they're going to have to interview all these different candidates and apply by all the Rooney rules and everything else. So that'll happen later. But you're right. And the bigger problem at least according to what Adam Schefter was tweeting out last night, the Indianapolis Colts don't have a single person on their staff who's ever called plays before. And they got a football game with a rookie quarterback, unless they're going to go back to Matt Ryan, who I assume can call his own plays because he's been around the block a little bit. They don't have anybody to call plays on the weekend. So that's the biggest problem for me. It's where we are in society and uh, this is a longer i could spend two hours on this but it's about there's nothing wrong with diversity inclusion but hire the best person because i'm i was listening to a game a broadcast i'm not going to say the league i will say that it's hockey but i was driving and listening and i'm like i have no idea what's going on in this game no clue and I don't even know who this play-by-play person is. So I look up their profile. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They're, you're hiring people to make political statements. And Jeff Saturday is white. So we're not accusing the Colts of anything here other than slap dickery. Really? And we'll see how Jeff Saturday does. But I don't think he's going to do too well. And uh, that could be a poll question there right now. But it's not. The poll question today is, should NHL stars be expected to fight? And the vast majority saying no. By the way, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan. Edo Japan, delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. To point five, Zach Levine scored a season-high 30 points as the Chicago Bulls coasted to a 111-97 NBA victory over the visiting Toronto Raptors on Monday night. Guard Fred Van Vliet. Led the Raptors with 27 points in Hotlanta, where we're on the air right now on WQEE. DeJounte Murray scored 25 points. Rookie A.J. Griffin came off the bench in Trey Young's absence to add a career-high 24. And the Atlanta Hawks snapped the Milwaukee Bucks' season-opening nine-game win streak with a 117-98 victory on Monday night. Here come the Hawks! I'll tell you why I say that in a second. Young. Atlanta, Trey Young, Atlanta's leader in points and assists, missed the game with right shin soreness. We're a big Atlanta Hawks fans here, obviously. We're airing WQEE, the big, uh, big peach in Atlanta. Uh, down in Portland, Moose, I had a former Pat come up to me the other night at the Hitman game and said the only thing he misses about 
hockey is the West Coast swing. And I'm like, dude, me too. Going down into the BC division, Washington State, Oregon, because it's a whole other world down there. And you've been down there, Darren, right? You did some games on Shaw. Where was it? Seattle? Or where were you? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Portland, I don't know if they still have the guy or not. He was a bigger, plumper guy, white hair, the public address guy. And I don't know if they still have these people in sports anymore to this degree, but he was a showman. You know what I mean? Like Reddy Rancourt, <laughs> the Boston Bruins singer, that the uh, national anthem. This guy would get on the mic, here come the Hawks. And I would just sit there and, you know, like. <laughs> so cool. I just loved listening to here come the Hawks. And then Marion Hossa, that's, you know, Marion Hossa played for the Winterhawks. This guy was just a magician. So every time I think of the Atlanta Hawks, I think of this guy in Portland. Here come the Hawks. I'll say it probably every time we talk about it. That's We cool. have to pause, but I will tell you, New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary, open to families and the general public in support of Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations presented by New York fries. That's uh, what we wanted to talk about. We'll turn it over to the viewers when we come back. And Bryn Roy coming up as well. He is in the house. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and on the radio, WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. All right, we back. We back. And, uh... Say it again, minus 27 Celsius right there. Doesn't it look cold? At Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Right in the uh, gateway to the Rockies. It's gorgeous as we bring in the moose right now. To be honest with you, I had five points written down moose, and then the sixth was random. Randoms. So we can turn that over to the viewers here right now. Uh, hour one, we talk about what happened last night. Hour two, we talk about what's coming up tonight. There's 11 games in the NHL tonight. There are three college football games tonight, three dub games. And actually, in the American Hockey League, the Calgary Wranglers are home to the San Jose Barracudas tonight. So I think I may go. Um, just so you know, Moose, I was telling the guys that you're hoping to get here, but your storm stayed. But here's what's happening right now down to my right. Dion, the head of security. You know Dion, got the Iroquois cut and the ponytail. Head of security. Yeah. He's hooked up with Bryn here. Bryn Roy, uh, former uh, longtime CFLer, but now pro rodeo cowboy. And they are hooked up. I said, you guys got a great story, each of you. So (laughs) hook them up. So (laughs) I love how things go here. Uh, Listen, I haven't even – we got some text messages that we're going to get to on the 902 line. To all of our viewers, you can always reach us, 902-518-3033. Um, coming out of the opening segment, is there anything that struck you? Oh, a little, well, a little bit of everything. I mean, 
you know, ears perk up and the comments perk up when you talk about the struggles of the Oilers and the Flames. And I think that's, you know, tells you a little bit about, you know, where our viewers' minds are at and what they're interested in. That's a big one. Obviously, I was watching the football game uh, as well last night, flipping back and forth between the hockey games and the football games. So I was watching Andy Dalton do the exact same thing you were talking about, looking like Dan Marino. I'm like, Andy Dalton can still play, can he? And then you watch the rest of that game, and it's just like, no, wide open guy in the end zone towards the end of the first half, incomplete. You know, interception when you're trying to make a comeback down late. And unfortunate, because I used to, I've really liked Andy Dalton, but uh, it's just the Saints are in tough. Yeah, me too, the Red Rifle. Um, So, uh, (laughs) yeah, some people are off their meds today in the comment section. I'm not even going to repeat what they're not making any sense. Not that that's necessarily new. Some people making less sense than normal. Um, Tan and Red Deer says, I think they hired Jeff Saturday to tank for Bryce Young. Ursay wants a new young quarterback. And actually, I appreciate you saying that because Darren and I talked about this before the show. <laughs> if they hired Jeff Saturday to purposely lose games, then Jeff Saturday is not aware of this plan. Because I don't That's know right. him personally. I feel like I do because you see him on ESPN. He's, you know, he's got his pancake block thing that he does. Everybody knows Jeff Saturday because he was the center when they were winning Super Bowls with Peyton Manning. He, what do you think he's thinking? I saw it on Sportsnet Connected, by the way. Ted's not out to lunch. They had an NFL pundit on there uh, overnight on Sportsnet Connected saying the same thing. They hired him to lose games so they can get the number one pick. I get the fans saying it because they don't know how it works. For an NFL analyst, and I don't know the guy's name, and maybe that's why I don't know it. They don't purposely tank games. Not the coaches. Not the coaches. The GMs, maybe, maybe. But do you put any in stock into that? No, I really don't. I mean, maybe he's hired to lose games. Like you bring somebody with no experience so that you can have a bad season. But you can't, you're not saying that to him. Hey, Jeff, we want to hire you and we want you to lose. Jeff would say, no, I'm going to stay in the ESPN where it's nice and cushy. But obviously Jeff wants to coach. He wouldn't take this job if he didn't want to coach. And he mentioned in his press conference that, you know, he's now auditioning for this job. And he's auditioning not only for this job, but for 31 jobs in the National Football League. So he wants to have a a good rest of the year on his resume and on tape and be a leader. And so if you're hiring a guy to lose games, I mean, a young guy who's trying to make his mark and make an impression with a roster that's actually pretty talented roster, it's the wrong move to make. His name and reputation are on the line. There's absolutely no way. That's similar to saying the Montreal... Canadians hired Martin St. Louis to just tank games to get the number one overall pick, which incidentally, and we don't have time for this. Today's not the day, but I wonder why the NFL doesn't necessarily have a lottery for say the bottom three teams, because it's very easy to tank in the NFL to get the number one overall pick. We've seen it. (laughs) We've literally seen it Um, from my cousin, Christine in medicine hat where the Tigers are home tonight to the Prince Albert Raiders. She says, Monday night football with the Mannings, not a fan. I've about two minutes of that where Peyton and Eli Manning sit on the couch and interview people and talk about the game. It doesn't hold my interest, but that's not to say it's not good. They they wouldn't still be on the air if it was an abject failure. How much have you watched of it, Darren? 
Yeah, I I tend to not watch a lot because I'm I'm interested more in the play by play and. You know, I'm a big fan of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling the game. So for me, that's a better experience. But I've had it on, and I really enjoy it. And for me, I will watch that when I'm not interested in the game. Okay, when I'm not really interested in the game, I'll watch the Mannings, and it's and it's very entertaining, very good. It's one of those where the game's on, and I'm cooking dinner, having dinner, doing something else, moving around, and in and out of the game. Then I'll have the Mannings on. But if I'm sitting down to watch a football game, uh, give me the play-by-play team. Uh, well, I will just say this. In one of the games I was watching last night, I had to turn the sound down. I'm like, I, I, I can't. And that wasn't a Manning. That was the play-by-play. But it's just, I'm not a fan of this guy's calling games. But that's, again, it's subjective. A lot of people are. Um, from the account Weed and Wrestling on YouTube says, Goaltending's the problem right, right now in Edmonton. Skinner has been better to this point, and I haven't been impressed with Campbell. I'd almost rather a different bowl of soup. Uh, hey, I get it. And Weed in Wrestling says, I got to drive down to the casino and come and visit you one of these days, Rod. Hey, I'm wide open for a visit, preferably during show hours, 10 a.m. to noon mountain. We'll only be here through Thursday. And then we're heading to Saskatchewan for the Grey Cup. And then I will be back to Florida. Hello for the winter. Kevin, the medium. Says, Rod, it's the total lunar eclipse that's affecting people. Yeah, maybe, but that doesn't excuse them. Like they say, having mental health problems is no excuse to be a jerk. Allie's watching in Texarkana, and she says, uh, <laughs> she says, that's me with every hockey game where it isn't Josh and Razor. Val- volume down. She's a Dallas Stars fan. That guy calling Stars games is really good, and Razor's been doing it for a real long time as well. I don't turn down every play-by-play crew, but some I do. Sometimes it's just too much. Randy from Winnipeg points out, big game tonight in Wayne Fleming Arena. I'm glad you did. The Red Deer Rebels are at the Winnipeg Ice tonight. It's the top two teams in the Western Hockey League, maybe the best two teams in Canada. Winnipeg Ice 15-1. and the Red Deer Rebels 15 and 0. So get down to the ice cave if you have not got your tickets yet. I will I'll allow it because I asked for it. Which what we do, we're interactive TV right now. It blows people's minds that you can text the guys right in the screen and they'll talk about whatever you want. Wilf is watching in Steinbach, Manitoba. He says, "Hi Rod and Darren, who's the best fighter? Where did it go? Who's the best fighter among current superstars? My vote is Ovechkin." You're facetiously saying that, I think, Wilf. Because they don't fight. They shouldn't fight. And as a matter of fact, you, you, you and Clark pointed this out before we went to air, so I'll give you the credit. You said McDavid has fought one time in his life, and, and because of the result of that, will never fight again. That's right. Junior hockey with Erie. Broke his hand. He was out for a couple of months. Um, yeah, he'll never fight again, and he never should fight again. One fight, broke his hand. Everybody was all upset. I think that was getting close to world junior time and whether he would be able to play for Canada or not. So now the stars, the stars shouldn't fight. I guess the question, I guess, if you're asking is who's the, maybe the toughest of the superstars. And I honestly don't know who I would pick. Maybe I'd go with Matthew Kachuk. I literally don't even like thinking about it because I know, you know, I'm around these guys now since I've made this change and Ovi is a big guy. Like he's about my size thicker for sure. 
But just the mere thought of them fighting. Guys, I've called thousands of hockey games. Been there, done that. Guys get hurt in fights. I don't want to talk about, well, I kind of do want to talk about who would win fights between the stars. But it'll never happen. So it's fiction. Right. I'd rather talk about the reality. You know, and we could say, who would fight between Stu Grim? Who would win between Stu Grimson and Gordie Howe? Back on track. Calgary's <laughs> Kevin. Kevin in Calgary's watching on Game Plus TV. And again, I put the call out to the viewers, so I got to answer it. He says, let's chat where the Bo Show heads next year. The Bo Levi Show. The Green Province had Hank. Is Bo next? We can end up this segment on it before we break and bring in uh, Bryn Roy. And then next hour, Moose is going to rejoin and we'll do this all over again. I think Bo signs in Sask. That's without a lot of inside knowledge. I believe that I'm going to get a lot more during Grey Cup week. Where I'm led to believe that Bo's going to be at Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. That's the word that I've gotten. Um, I'll just say I think he's going to sign with Sask, but I think he's going to get offers from Toronto, Ottawa, and Hamilton. And if I was Bo, he's going to be courted by all those teams. And why not? You know when they court you in Hamilton to come in and show you why? They bring you in at night to show off the city. <laughs> but oh, Where's oh, the guys on that? Hey, did it get you? Wiki, wiki, yes. wiki. Um, and in the end, I think when the smoke clears, thanks, guys, I'm teasing you. When the smoke clears, he'll sign in Sask. I've, but I, I'm not here for the rumors because I'm seeing people, oh, he's bought a house in Sask, and oh, he's been offered a radio show in Sask, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I, whatever. I don't really want to talk about this kind of stuff in the offseason. I know a lot of people do, but I'm not here for the rumors. Now the stamp sale thing's coming up again. You see the media tweeting about it. People are texting me about it, and I said yesterday, I'm out. I'm done. Nope. CFL's very hard to cover when it comes to this stuff. Where do you think Bo's going to go? There, for me, there's three, there's three locations, right? It's Saskatchewan, it's Ottawa, and Hamilton. All three places that need a quarterback. All three places that, you know, ha- have shown glimpses of being able to compete if they can find somebody to consistently get the ball out. Um, and, you know, places where like Dane Evans would probably benefit from a change of scenery as well. We know he's got a ton of talent. So those are the three options. Um, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> this is fantastic. They, everybody loves to talk about fighting which is fine. Not everybody loves to do it, but they love to talk about it. Ted says the most amazing fighting, fighting stat is that Tim Hunter never had a concussion in his career. Amazing to me. I said, that's what Tim thinks. It reminds me of Dan Rashevich, <laughs> good friend of mine, Raz. I'm like, hey, Raz, you played pro football, CFL for 17 years. You ever get a concussion? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From BW in Edmonton. Says, wasn't there an MTV celebrity death match back in the 90s? Maybe we can bring that up for the NHL Network superstar death matches. I will say this. I'm so old. How old are you? I'm so old that when Ultimate Fighting started in the 90s, I was living in Prince Albert, early 90s. Ultimate Fighting Contest. We had one in the Communiplex, the home of the Raiders. And when they were putting posters up around town for this thing, I'm like, what, what are they doing? Oh, guys are going to come in and fight to the death in a ring. 
It's awesome. Barehanded. And I'm like, why, why are we doing this in the communiplex? We, we, we've been doing it on Central Avenue for free every weekend night. Hot damn. True story. You ever been to PA? <laughs> All there is to do there is drink uh. and fight. And I was, I, well, I'm not a fighter. Uh, Moose, I'll see you next hour. You bet. See you then. All right. Thanks. Bryn Roy just got up and left. I assume he'll be back. However, I think he went in to cash in his ticket. Did he? Yeah. Uh, we're live at the Gray Eagle on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Beautiful yet chilly morning here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino or right inside that wonderful facility right there, keeping warm, huddling up, and talking sports on your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and, of course, WQEE. And uh, we're going to continue. Listen, you can bring him in. Bren Roy is our next guest. He joins us here at the Stage Bar. And, Bren, a lot of guys... Ryan Thelwell yesterday, I could sit and read his Wikipedia. It would tell his whole story. Yeah. Wikipedia, you lean right up to that mic if you don't mind. Wikipedia does not really cover your whole story. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know, yeah. It's, uh, and it's probably a good thing, too. You know, I mean, it, I don't know if it'd be, if they could fit it all on there, Rod, because there's, uh, it's, I've done, I've done some, some things. I'm, ha- I'm happy to keep doing them, too. And you're just getting bigger and better. But listen, yeah. you were born where? I was born in Calgary, Alberta. Raised where? Uh, just outside of Calgary for part of the year, but my dad uh, rodeoed professionally. He was a world champion. Mark. So, yep, Mark Roy. He was the first Canadian to win a world title in the steer wrestling. Uh, and so he, we spent our winter and spring months uh, in Texas until I was in grade 10, I guess. So I would, we would homeschool. My brother and I would homeschool uh, throughout the winter months and Grow up down there, and, and uh, yeah. And then you, where did you go to college? So, <laughs> see, <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> here we go. So I'm trying to make it fast. Yeah, no, so <laughs> I ended up, uh, I wanted rodeo, but uh, Dad was still rodeoing at the time, so it was easier for me to get in, get in a car with the neighbor kids and go to football practice. And so I played football, and uh, that ended up, you know, working out. But I, I had offers in Canada, but I wanted to play in the U.S., and so I walked on at Snow College, any from Utah. I earned my scholarship there, and then I went to Adams State in Colorado. Um, didn't love it, so, and I was questioning whether or not I wanted to be that far from home um, playing football there. I thought maybe it was time to rodeo at that point. Uh, so I actually had a rodeo scholarship to Texas Tech University, and I was going to consider walking onto the football team if I took the rodeo scholarship um, and then I ended up getting a call from Texas A&M Commerce, and I went there and loved it and played, and that's where I got drafted out of. Yeah, but you didn't play – no, Johnny Manziel was not Texas A&M Commerce, was no, he? No, yeah. he was in uh, A&M College Station. Right, yeah. and then you played in the – you are drafted by the Montreal Alouettes. Was it three seasons there? Uh, four there. Four, and then Sask and Edmonton. Yeah, but and and yeah. then back to Montreal in 2019 for a cup of coffee. A stint. Yeah. <laughs> that was when you couldn't say no. You exactly. couldn't quit football. Yeah, couldn't but quit it. I met you when you were with the Riders. That's great. And I, I felt, I, I never told you, and I met your gal too, great yep. gal. 
I felt sorry for you because Chris <laughs> Jones was running you literally into the ground. I'm like, you're going to kill this kid. Yeah. Yeah, he was testing me, that's for sure. And, and not just me, everybody. You yeah. know, he wanted oh, – yeah. he was – they were uh, – you know, he – it was kind of a rebuild, I guess, when they – that was, I think, his first year in Sask. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, and so he was – anybody that came in, he wanted to make sure that they deserved to be there and wanted to be there. And, uh, you know, I – I did. I wanted to be there, and he darn sure put us through it, but it, uh, it worked out. Yeah, well, you got on the roster, played some games. That's right. And, but it, it was a very interesting time in Ryderville. But now you show up in Alberta again, your home province. That's right. And now you showed up for CFR, Canadian Finals Rodeo. Is that the whole idea here? It is, yeah. I, uh, they, that was this weekend here. We went up, went up and checked it out. I rodeoed. This was my rookie year in pro rodeo. Um, so... Some of my traveling partners and good friends were competing and had uh, had chances to win a title this year. So I went up and uh, watched them and, and supported from supported from the stands. I was also the uh, the steer wrestling rookie of the year this year. So congratulations! Thank you. So up here, anyways, I I finished uh, didn't win the rookie of the year in the PRCA, but uh, was the had the most earnings in the steer wrestling. That's what it takes here, is yeah. earnings in Canada. Earnings, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's. That's just just fell short of, of uh, my goal there down south in the PRCA this year, but um, ended up having the most one out of all the rookies in Canada. So that was good, and it's just kind of a you know baseline for where we're headed. This is a new sport, new career, and I'm excited. This that's the point. It does not end there. And you listen, you folks that have been watching this show forever will know. He just said he was in Ocala, Florida, and I'm like. That's the home of Brinson James. That's the rodeo bullfighter clown that we met here. The Cody Snyder bull busting. How about that? Universe stuff, Brent. You know it because you talk with Jack about that, right? You got to be a good guy because you won't last long in uh, this world. (laughs) That's right. Really? So the equine therapy. Chiropractic. Yeah, talk about that if you don't mind. Yeah, so that's uh, that's something that I'm doing now as well. uh, We're working on the best horses in the world. Um, We work for a couple couple of uh, leading trainers, and we had – uh, we had several horses running in the Breeders' Cup this year, which was awesome. I uh, had uh, personally worked on Epicenter, who was the favorite for the Kentucky Derby this year. And then he ran um, against Flightline in, in the Breeders' Cup. And then we had uh, Forte won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So it was, it was a good week for us, and we just kind of hoping to build off of that, too. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Ocala, if you had said that, I would have had no idea until I met Bryn. But it's south of Gainesville north of orlando yes yeah right. we fly yeah. in orlando yeah exactly yeah. so isn't that something so yeah. how long are you gonna do that forever or yeah. what do you think yeah i love doing it it's uh it's you know those well equine i mean their horses are athletes anyways but at that level those those are the best of the best you know and so it's cool to one thing that really you know i think helped me in my football career and now in my rodeo career as an athlete was therapy you know i uh i took care of my body um really well and uh you know i had a seven-year football career and now i hope to have a long rodeo career and i feel great body wise and so to me it translates um into the equine world you know i feel a little more connected to to the horses i think because i'm an athlete and they're an athlete and you can tell although they can't speak to you they're talking to you you know you just kind of have to understand how they're doing it and uh you know their body body language is everything and i think it's helped me uh as a human too 
be a little bit better with my body language because they they can read you and you you got to make sure you clear your energy and and you're what they need and then you help them and you can see it i always compare it to um cutting grass you know you can look back and see the work that you did and you can see it after one session with these horses and then to see how it translates into their performance it's just rewarding too oh it's crazy yeah, yeah. Uh, from our viewers, Wayne in BC. Oh, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of comments coming in here. He goes, "That's he says, Bryn's an interesting guy. That's quite the football slash rider story. Exactly. That's why we got him in here telling his story. But he's going to answer some of your questions coming up after the commercial break. Um, Allie in Texarkana is watching. She goes, heck yeah, I thought I heard a Texan accent. <laughs> you did. That's from Bryn. Uh, and before we answer the viewers' questions about all these, let's just talk a little business you brought this down here. I'm going to make sure the guys at, and gals at Gray Eagle put this up on the wall. Yeah. Would you mind telling them what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a combine that I host. This will be the sixth year that I've hosted it. Um, we always run it in Southern Alberta and um, it's, it's a passion project. It's super near to me because I grew up here and I know firsthand how hard it can be to get, uh, to get exposure and to be recruited out of, uh, out of Alberta. And so um, the path that I took to get to the pro ranks, I wouldn't necessarily uh, push on, on anybody else. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, in doing it the way I did it, I've kind of figured out a better way maybe for these kids. And if anything else, just to be a voice that, uh, that can help them. Because I was a first-generation football, football player. Um, I had no idea what path I should go. And I was looking for information um, from anybody. And I just I had to be a walk-on and everything. So the combine is my way to give back to the football community. And so I bring, um, I bring friends of mine, guys I played with, James Green, uh, Lance Milton, Mitchell Gale. They all come out um, and and help out. And so it's going to be a two-day event this year. And what basically what we do is, since these kids, it's kind of their first time, first experience with like a in a pro setting. We try to make it as professional as possible. So it's a we do their official height and weight. Um, we take them through indie. We coach them up the right way, the the tips and tricks that we've kind of learned throughout our careers. And then we uh, we run them through our combine testing. We chart all of that, and then we. Uh, uh, do one-on-ones, video the one-on-ones, and we send it off to schools. And so it started off with about 10 different schools, and now we send them to every school and junior program in Canada. And we've got around, we've got 50 total, so we've got about another 25 to 30 in the U.S. that we send I'm them I'm just going to gonna pause you there because yeah. we do have to take a commercial. When we come back, we'll finish that up and tell people, kids how they can register, yes. and then we'll get to these fan questions, all Perfect. right? Bryn Roy's with us here at the Stage Bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, it's what we call viewer takeover, and Bryn Roy is with us. I think we squeezed... He's good to stay into the next hour, aren't you, Brent? Yeah, so, Brent, I appreciate you for that because we've got a lot of questions from the viewers. Kevin the Medium says, what a great program. I assume you're talking about uh, his program, not ours, Kevin, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get the details on that. Now that we have some more time with Brent, we'll push that to next hour, how the kids can sign up. Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says, Brent is a 
beast. <laughs> Love this young man and his determination and dedication. One of my good friends, Wayne in BC, says, Hey, Brent, how old is prime for steer riding? Steer wrestling, I'm assuming he means, but uh, actually early 30s is kind of the mean age of uh, most NFR competitors. So Is that right? Yeah. Well, let's not... Let's not Spit talk to steer riders because I did that. Let's say early teens. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's about exactly, twelve to fifteen. That's, that's when I realized, nope, yeah, not for me. Yeah, they scared me then. Um, John in Edmonton wants to know what you think of Chris Jones coaching the Edmonton Elks. How closely are you following that? Uh, you know, I've been uh, I've been super busy this year and haven't followed as much as I'd like to. Um, but at the same time, I know. From knowing Chris Jones on a personal level and knowing how, um, I guess, aggressive he is as a coach and, and you know, he wants to win, I, I know that they're going to be in good hands. You know what I mean? The, he's going to put – he's going to make sure that the right players and the right coaches are in, st- are in place to, to make sure that, that, that they do what it takes to win. I know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a flood of questions coming in for you, Brent. So thank you for volunteering to stay next yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ted in Red Deer says, that's a very small set of athletes who could play seven years in the CFL and be healthy enough to be a pro rodeo steer wrestler after. What is your fitness regimen? Uh, minimum four days a week. Um, a lot of high-intensity training. I, I don't, uh, you know, of course, when I was trying to make it as a college football player and then a, a pro football player, I always felt undersized, and so I spent a lot of time under a squat rack and benching and um the majority of the injuries that i had uh whether i was crossing over sports or even when i was playing football came from i think more than anything the stress i'd put my body under trying to lift heavier than i was able to to be a bigger man so i've changed everything i do a lot of high intensity stuff and a lot of body weight stuff and the biggest thing is you you don't get paid if you're not healthy so the biggest anything i can do to stay healthy and stay fit i do uh, John wants to know from Edmonton your thoughts on the CFR moving from Edmonton to Red Deer. Do you have thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome when it was in Edmonton. When it first went to Red Deer, it uh, I think it died off a little bit. It wasn't wasn't as good of a venue, I didn't think. But um, after seeing it this year, I think Red Deer's done a lot of work to uh, to you know to to be a better host. Their infrastructure lacks a little. Like there was a lot of. I know, like cabs and rooms and stuff like that was was tough, but I think Red Deer's getting a grasp of that, and they're on the right track, that's for sure. Um, quick, we have less than a minute, but your sponsors? Yeah, uh, Canyon Rigging, um, based in southern Alberta. They, uh, they're, they're an amazing company, and they, they helped me down the road in Equiscope. Um, one of the one of the craziest uh, things I've ever seen a machine that heals the body on a on an electrical frequency and and heals anything I've never seen anything like it so they support me down the road awesome okay Bryn's gonna stick with us next hour so we'll get to all of your questions and more details on how you can sign up your kid for the Bryn Roy football combine coming up in Strathmore at the Motor Product Sports Center. So stick around, everybody. And uh, Peter Labardi is Calgary Flames broadcaster coming up, too. We're live from the Stage Bar, Grego Resort and Casino. We'll be right back on Game Plus and WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.